This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, all right, all right. If you have not already, make sure you sign up to be a part of the Peak program. Peak is the new coaching group I am launching where we are going to work with you and 10 other students, or you and nine other students, I guess, uh, to help you build a business, an online business that you love based around the things you're passionate about, the things you have experience in, the opportunities you are aware of, and the knowledge that you have. That's what PEAK stands for, P-E-A-K. And uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. We've got uh, three spots, I believe, taken right now. So we're actually running out. And by the time this airs, because I'm recording this two weeks out, this that might actually be closer to full. Um, I've got a lot of interest so far. So if you're interested, if, if you are uh, like even slightly interested, head over to gregclunis.com slash apply. That's G-R-E-G-G-C-L-U-N-I-S dot com slash apply. Do that. Fill out the quick application. We'll jump on the phone to see if it's a good fit. And hopefully, I'll see you in the program. In this episode, I sit down with three of the top community members from June to talk about the projects they're working on, what they're most excited about, and their personal tiny leaps. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I'm doing something a little different, something I want to test out. So if you do not know, I have a Facebook community that is sort of tied to this group. There are a bunch of us, a a little over 3,000 people there who are sharing our story, our journey, the things we are learning along the way, and the struggles we are having. And if you want to join that, head over to Facebook and do a quick search for Tiny Leaps Big Changes. Join the group. With that said, back in June, I announced a, uh, an interesting contest where the top three most engaged people from that uh, month, from June, would be invited on the show to talk about themselves, what it is they're into, what they are working on, what matters to them. And I'll be honest, it was more of just an experiment. I wanted to see if there's some way that I could start to highlight you guys, the community, the leapsters, the people who are are showing up every day and trying to change their lives. And it was a ton of fun. The results were amazing. First of all, the three conversations you're about to listen to are with some incredible people who are trying to do incredible things. But beyond that, 
uh, I found that it was so cool to be able to connect directly with them in sort of like a, a more meaningful way. So I'm really excited for you to hear these conversations. First, we've got Jessica Marie Colbert. Uh, second, we have uh, Alex. And then third, we have Zalman. So I hope that you enjoy these. Let me know your thoughts. Find me on Instagram at Greg Clunas. Let me know what you think about this episode type, either in a comment or in a DM. And uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. All right, Jessica, super, super appreciate you being as engaged as you are. And of course, appreciate you being a community member. Uh, So why don't we start here? Tell us a little bit about your background. Like how, how did you get here? Who is Jessica and why is she here? So, um, to really start like all the way back, um, I went through a lot of moves and I was tired of like not feeling like I had like a stable place. And I always remember thinking to myself, you know, like I wanted to make sure that I created something stable for my family. I mean, my parents couldn't decide whether they wanted to be together or not. So we moved a lot. And then I, um, found my husband in middle school, but we, we got married a few years after high school and he ended up being the Marine Corps. So, you know, once again, I was moving a lot and still had that idea of wanting stability and, you know, um, making sure that whenever I built a family that I had a place that was always home and I built like a, like a successful business where I know that I could be there for my family and we wouldn't have to do a whole lot of traveling unless we wanted to do that. So whenever I found this opportunity, Um, of coaching, it really hit like all of my needs. I wanted to do focus on my health because I've also struggled a lot with health. I was always kind of like the friend in the group that was a little chubbier. (laughs) Um, Couldn't really share my clothes with my friends, which I always wanted to do. Um, And also like empowering myself and other people has always been a huge thing. And so this opportunity really pushed me to find some good ways of personal development. And that's whenever I plugged into your community. And I've been a part of this community, I believe, for about three years now. And it has been my absolute favorite podcast, my favorite go to when I need a little pick me up. And it's really helped me you know, build my confidence. And I really, truly believe that it's helped me really strive in my line of work. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that for sure. Uh, what? Uh, so, so let's back up quickly. You mentioned coaching. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. What is it that you do? So I am a health and wellness coach. And what I do is I host monthly groups. Um, right now, I'm specializing in simplifying your life and your health. So I have wellness groups that focus on workouts, nutrition, and the community. And then I also have uh, success groups that are just nutrition based in community for those that want to start with just that. Then I also have coach mentorships where I teach others how to build a thriving business around health and wellness and possibly get to financial freedom for their family as well. Got it. Got it. And, um, how did, how did you get started in that? I got started three years ago. Um, I used to be the girl that would kind of like jump on the train for anything, you know, like if it was like some sort of quick fix to help me feel better about myself. But whenever I found this, I realized that it was really, truly sustainable. I tried out the programs, which they're all at home programs. So I got to work out from home and, um, I found that there was an opportunity with this to build a business. And, you know, I had a lot of different jobs that I wasn't really passionate about. So to be a part of this community and feel passionate about it 
was really huge for me. So I decided to um, join my friend and try out this coaching thing. And for a long time, I used it more as a hobby to keep myself in check. But now I've really found um, freedom for my family. And I'm just trying to help others find that happiness and that passion like I did. That makes a ton of sense. And I actually find that a lot of people who end up going the coaching route around something that they have experience in or knowledge in or or experts in, uh, that ends up being sort of the underlying goal all the time is trying to help others find that same success that you've been fortunate to experience. Uh, So I'd love to hear from you and we'll, we'll dive into some of the specifics of like the health and wellness and, and fitness side of your journey in a second. But I know there are a lot of people listening to this show who do have a skill and do have an experience and do have a, a, a unique perspective on the world and want to start to, to share that and talk about that with the world. And whether that comes in the form of a poke, uh, rather a coaching option or as, as a blog post or a podcast, like how can they start to navigate this process of like feeling comfortable putting themselves out and sharing that with the world? And how did you do it? Well, to be honest, at first I was not comfortable at all. I'm a total introvert, but I just kind of realized that, you know, my story. So the way I look at it is there's always going to be someone out there in the world. That's going to wonder what it's like to have a friend like you, no matter what your Uh, what you're like, your personality and everything. There's always someone out there that is wondering what it's like to have a friend like you. So if you're willing to share your journey, there's going to be someone out there that is listening to your story and saying, oh my gosh, me too. Oh wow. She went through that too. And the biggest thing for me that I've had set my mind to is I have, if I have the artist's ambition, but the engineer mindset, then I'm going to be successful. How do you develop that? So like with the artist's ambition, you know, you're, you're real excited about this and you, you're going to go all in no matter what happens, but also like with the engineer mindset, you're still kind of, you have a plan, you have some sort of steps to take to make sure that you're not just, you know, going a little crazy, like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And I don't know where it's going to take me. You're kind of like putting a plan together as to where you want to go, but like still having that exciting ambition that anything is possible. Got it. Got it. Got it. And, um, is that something, is that, is this, this sounds so similar to me because I, I listening to you say it, I realize that's exactly what I have is sort of this like split between, um, wanting to make and loving the, the systems and process behind it. Um, but for someone who maybe doesn't naturally have that, do you have any advice for how we can we can start to incorporate the other side, whether we're more artist and less engineer or more engineer, more artist, less artist? Yes, for sure. Because, I mean, I didn't have it in the very beginning. I didn't really know what I was doing. But the biggest thing for me, I truly believe, is personal development. So I try to always be reading some sort of, Um, personal development and book form. But I also always listen to podcasts whenever I'm doing something. So with this podcast, you know, I've listened to this for three years now, and it's been absolutely one of my favorites. I listen to YouTube videos that are like the 
um, inspirational ones that just kind of like get you moving. That's kind of like what fuels my artist ambition is like, um, Lee Brown, his YouTube videos, those really get me going. Um, but also personal development that like focuses on like maybe things that I'm struggling with. Like right now I'm reading a book about, um, procrastinating because I am like the world's worst procrastinator with some things. So I really believe that that will help you build the momentum to get to where you can share your story and not worry about it so much. So Jessica, this, this has been, uh, such an awesome conversation. I really appreciate you spending some time here. Uh, where can people connect with you? And more importantly, if they want to dive deeper and just learn a little bit more about what you're up to, uh, how can they do that? So my biggest thing right now is Instagram. I love sharing like my whole day and everything on Instagram. You can always find me on there. Um, I also have a link in my bio, my Instagram to email me or fill out any sort of survey that you want. Like a, I offer customized health assessments. I offer... Um, consideration to be a part of my coach mentorship groups, but also I'm on Facebook and you can just straight out email me if you'd like to, too. And what's your email? Uh, Jessica Marie Colbert, C-O-L-B-E-R-T at gmail.com. And my Facebook and Instagram are both Jessica Marie Colbert, too. Perfect. So Jessica Marie Colbert, do you not uh, pronounce it Colbert? No. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica Marie Colbert on Instagram, Facebook, and Jessica Marie Colbert at gmail.com. Jessica, thank you for taking some time to share your personal experiences with us. This has been super, super valuable. And I I just really want to express my gratitude for being uh, an engaged community member and always bringing so much value to the group. It really would not be the same without you there. This is one of my favorite communities ever, so I'm happy to be a part of it. Support for this episode comes from Hungry Root. Hungry Root is the easiest way to try new foods or just save some time preparing meals, all while eating healthy, whole foods you can get excited about. I got a box from Hungry Root recently, and how was I impressed? First of all, the box was filled to the top with awesome snacks and fresh foods. It comes with this awesome little recipe booklet that shows you exactly how to make each meal in as little time as possible. And, and this is a big part for me, the food tastes amazing. And the best part, everything is made from plant-based whole foods. So you know that you're going to walk away feeling amazing, happy, healthy, full, and ready to take on the world. If you want to give it a shot, and I highly, highly recommend that you do, head over to www.hungryroot.com and enter Tiny Leaps at checkout. When you do, you'll save $25 on each of your first two orders. That's a $50 savings overall. So all you have to do is enter Tiny Leaps at checkout, head over to www.hungryroot.com and enter Tiny Leaps at checkout. All right, so I've got Alex here with me. Uh, Alex is another community member. He won the uh, engagement contest that I ran in June. So I'm pumped to chat with him. First of all, Alex, thank you so much for being such a valuable part of the community. I know for a fact that it wouldn't be what it is without you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to have the opportunity to uh, be able to be part of Tiny Leaps. Uh, 
And one of my good friends that I've known since kindergarten actually referred me to the group back when I was first getting started with social media. So uh, I just want to give a shout out to him. His name's Kenneth. So I really appreciate that. (laughs) Name's Kenneth, you said? Kenneth Thompson. Yep. Well, Kenneth Thompson, I appreciate you and thank you for, uh, for connecting me to Alex. Uh, so Alex, tell me a little bit about yourself. What, um, what's most important to you right now? Right now, and a little bit about myself. Um, I'm 30 years old. I still feel that I'm hitting my stride and who I am and what I'm supposed to be in the world. Uh, but I do kind of take a lot of what happened to me early in life and I try to define those moments. Mm. My father was killed when I was two years old, uh, but he died a hero, saving a little boy who was being robbed in East L.A. Mm. Uh, And I'll never let that moment kind of define who I was. And I mean, it wasn't easy growing up without a father figure. But at the same time, he gave his life to help. And that kind of set the standard how I should live my life, is doing all that I can for those around me and being in a position of service or influence to make the right call in order to help or benefit those who who are around me. Uh, so that definitely is something that I live for and kind of go by and make it my everyday focus is to do something positive for someone around me. Yeah, that's that's such a powerful, uh, obviously tragic, but such a powerful message to grow up with. I'm curious how... Um, how did you notice that affecting you at all as a, a kid, maybe in like middle school, early high school? Like did, did that play a role for you? I mean, it's, it's actually funny because my core group of friends, there's five of us and none of us really had our fathers. I mean, where we grew up, it's a very, very small city in Southern California. And through that, through us not having our fathers, we kind of bonded together and relied mm-hmm. on each other to kind of go from boyhood to manhood. And a lot of Mm -hmm. us still communicate today. Uh, It wasn't easy. I mean, because there are things that I wasn't able to learn from a father, like how to fix things around the house, how to build things with my hands. Uh, But I did have a very strong mother that showed me how to work hard and how to be Mm -hmm. determined. And in what he did, I was actually granted a scholarship to go to school, to go to college. Oh, wow. Uh, So by the age of four or five, I was walking into kindergarten saying, oh, I'm going to go to college, not even knowing what college was. <laughs> and having the friends around me thinking like, like going to college, like this is kindergarten. Right. You know? We just got to focus in on coloring in the lines and learning our ABCs where I was like, well, I'm going to go to college and having no clue what college was. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've always been the type of person to look in the brighter side of things that even in our present moment, no matter how bleak or how tough things are, it's going to get better. And mm-hmm. those moments only define who we are in this world. And it's onto us how we're going to perceive them. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I, I love the idea of, of you as this little kid in, in kindergarten uh, already know that you're going to college. Like that's not going to be a, a concern <laughs> when for so many people and especially people of color, like that is sort of the big question hanging over their head the entire, their entire lives. And, and so mm-hmm. they get to this point where, it, 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 I'm assuming for you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming it almost created uh, an expectation of yourself to do better and to push further because there was never that limitation there. Would you say that that's accurate? Uh, definitely so. But like those around me really pushed me because by nature, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to front. I'm a lazy person. <laughs> you, you and know? me both, but man. <laughs> having those around me, especially my wife at the time when we were dating, when I finished my bachelor's, she kind of looked at me and said, oh, so you're going to go for your master's. And I was like, wait, like, <laughs> I just finished this. Like, can, can I just relish in this moment? Uh, and same like, thing. Nah, growing up, you got to go, man. 
No, like, yeah, it's like, no, you gotta, like, those around me pushed me. And growing up, uh, that influence was my mother, where mm-hmm. if I wasn't doing good in school, it was kind of that sitting down moment where she would tell me, like, you're going to waste the opportunity of going to college because you're not getting serious now in middle school or in mm-hmm. elementary school. So and it really hit hard when I started high school, knowing that my choices now do affect my future for the next 10, 15, 20 years in what I'm doing as a teenager. Uh, but always just having people that would push me. I mean, our small family, it was my mom, my older brother, my younger brother, and my grandmother. And just having those around me just made me feel invincible, knowing that I always had someone to go to for advice or mm-hmm. encouragement. And uh, I know there's a lot of people out in the world that don't necessarily have that. And so kind of adopting that mantra of that person looking at you in the back of the mirror, that's the only person you really need to survive. And having those other people around you, it's just that added perk. Yeah. It's a bonus. Uh, it's a bonus. It definitely is. Absolutely amazing, man. Tell me a little bit about uh, your, your current project. So you are taking this, this event that both simultaneously did not define you uh, in the way that it maybe would have a lot of other people, but also drove you in and, and supported you throughout your life. And you're turning that into uh, My First Hero. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, so my first hero, it is a Facebook page that I started almost about a year ago. Uh, Mind you, I didn't have any social networking skills. I was not connected to Facebook or any social media, but I knew that I had this in me to kind of share this story of anyone can be a hero at any moment. And you're not going to know when you're called or you might not even feel that you're the one to be that hero. But when you're in that moment, it's it's your turn. You're up. Mm-hmm. You're going to save the day, even if it costs you your own life. And no one necessarily wants to die. But in a sense, if you're willing to commit to helping someone and it costs you your life, like you're going to be remembered as a hero. And in that moment, that defining moment in life, it is going to set the standard as to who sees it, who reads about it, who hears about it, and hopefully encourage them to, when you're called upon, to take action. And my first hero, I mean, it's been a slow build. It's more so kind of sharing on my father's anniversary of when he died, just his story and letting people know that not to forget that moment and to remind me that there's a standard at which I need to live my life. I can't waste it because life is precious. Got it. (laughs) Life is precious. Absolutely. It is. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the only thing we really have. Like forget oh, yeah. the things, forget, even forget the, the people in relationships. The only thing that you are guaranteed right now is the life that you have. And mm-hmm. until that ends, that is the one thing you can always count on having. Uh, Definitely. Tell me a little, so did you, uh, did you end up completing your master's? Yeah. So I actually finished my master's. Uh, I got a master's in special education with an emphasis in autism. Um, oh. I mean, when I was 15 years old, I knew exactly what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And it's working with children with autism, particularly going into the home and working in an environment that's comfortable and suitable for them because having something like autism, being out in the world, it's a very big and scary place. Because uh, I have a cousin who has autism. And I remember going over for a week uh, during summer break and a teacher would go to him and they would work on like potato head, computer games, go out on nature walks. And 15-year-old me is sitting there watching, thinking, this is your job? Like, this is what you do for for money? I want that. (laughs) (laughs) And so at age 15, I knew, and I asked him, like, what do I have to do to to achieve this? And he says, well, I got a a bachelor's in psychology. Mind you, 15 years old, I had no idea what psychology was. But hey, once again, it reminded me of my four-year-old self. 
well, I'm going to go to college to get a degree in psychology. Mm -hmm. Not even understanding what it was, but knowing that this is what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, So after, I mean, I always worked around children in some capacity. Uh, So about eight years ago, I've actually gotten to the field of being a home visitor, working with families and children with special needs and taking that journey with the families and seeing that, okay, what's going on around your life right now? It is terrible. It is awful. But that's not going to stop us from progressing. And just being a motivator for the family and for the child and giving the family the techniques and strategies to help their child progress to be a functional person in society, like that was really driving me. So by age 22, I literally had my dream job. Mm-hmm. I was in a great place in life. And just knowing that by the grace of God and my faith and my push and my drive, I was able to achieve everything that I wanted to. It may not have made me rich or famous, but I was living the best life that I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's real humbling to go in and kind of see genuine struggle, real struggle, because as a parent, there, there's nothing you can do, even though you want to wish fixing every problem that your child's going to have. And seeing that, that the hopelessness that these families are going through and knowing that I have to be the best person that I can be, especially in my craft, to mm-hmm. help them see that there's so much more hope out there. It's not easy. Anything we're doing is going to be hard work and there's going to be trials and tests and just kind of walking families through that journey. Um, I mean, that experience that I've had, I mean, it was amazing. And I came to a crossroads about a year ago, not saying that I've reached the pinnacle of what I could have become, but knowing that if I wanted to enhance my personal skills, my professional life will have to change. So taking on something completely different, taking a role that I didn't want to become, but knowing that if I wanted to become better and have a greater influence, I needed to work on the skills that I'm not particularly strong on. (laughs) So I had a career change staying within the same field of working with children with special needs, but taking more of an administration approach, looking at, okay, how can the services be improved? How can my abilities to connect the need with those who need it? Right. And uh, working on those organizational skills, because if you ask my wife, <laughs> I am one of the most disorganized people in the world. It's it's chaos, but I know where everything's at, and I know when to right. access it when but I. But you need you it. have the vision, and and that's that's largely uh, the most important piece of the puzzle. Organization mm-hmm. can come, uh, operations and systems can can be learned, but if you can't see how something can be better, then that that's that it stays where it is and it sounds to me like uh you're really putting yourself into a position to be the first hero for for some of the children that you're working with uh so i mean i'm i'm so freaking pumped to to hear <laughs> the direction that you're taking this and especially hearing that you recognize that you can have a bigger impact by fixing the system rather than working one to one absolutely appreciate love that uh, tell us a little bit about how we can connect with you and how we can learn more about My First Hero. So uh, just on Facebook, if you Google My First Hero, the picture on the page is just the drawing that I created. And I do post weekly. I'm trying to post daily. And I, there is a project that I'm working on to kind of enhance the interactions. And kind of like my next project is helping teenagers and youth find their inner hero or work on the skills of leadership and character that's only going to help them after high school. Mm. Uh, but there's also going to be a component within this project of finances, because when we graduate, it's great to have the character, the good character skills and leadership, but finances is such a big 
such a big step and a big roadblock for many of us because we can get locked up into early credit debt and that can affect our life for the next 20 or 15 years. And having that burden of, of debt, it's, it's wearing on our personal life, on the relationships that we have with people. But if we can educate the youth at a young age and have them see that finances need to be planned well ahead so that way you'll be better off and that way you can really focus in on what it is that you want to do with your life. Uh, so eventually my first hero is going to adapt into the bigger plan, the bigger vision, because I've always written down that it's going to be in phases. Phase Got one it. is sharing the story. Phase two is creating influence. Phase three is having those people that I've influenced influence others because that's how you create change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that, man. Uh, love the vision. Love what you're trying to do. This has been such a cool conversation and I'm pumped to see where you go. If uh, at any point, as you're building this, if there's anything I can do or if there's anything the Leapsters and the community can do, uh, definitely do not hesitate to reach out. And for those of you listening, uh, definitely connect with him. Go on Facebook, search My First Hero and just see what he's up to. See what you can do to add value to the conversation because this is such an interesting and unique problem to solve, but it is a problem nonetheless and it needs to be solved. Alex, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the platform. And definitely, uh, hopefully our roads will continue to, to cross and intersect and let's just make this world a better place. 100%, man. All right, you take it easy. All right, I'm here with Zalman. Uh, he is the third most active community member from June. Uh, super, super excited to chat with him about relationship building, our own role in relationship, what what we need to do in order to improve our relationships, and uh, just in general about him, the things he, that matter to him and what's important to him right now. So Zalman, thank you so much for being here. Sure. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I want to take a second and just thank you. I know for a fact that the Facebook community would not be the way that it is without you there. And and so I really do appreciate you taking the time to engage and start conversations sure, and help others. Uh, so uh, let's let's start here. What is um, what would you say is the most important thing to you right now? Um, the most important thing to me right now is my mission what I'm here in the world to do, which is getting out there and helping people heal, grow, improve their lives through their relationships, which is, comes back to them um, healing themselves, uh, their own personal mm-hmm. growth. And so I've been working as a therapist one-on-one and I, I got the, what I've come to and understand and uh, discover and the materials and knowledge and experience I've put together, I got to get it out. And so that's what I'm working on right now. That makes sense. So, uh, how, how long have you been a therapist? Um, I'm in practice now 10 years. Okay. And, um, primarily working on relationship issues or, um, working on a lot of things. I mean, I come from, um, also a, a Jewish mystical background. So I have mm-hmm. that kind of knowledge base, which is very psychological. Um, and at the same time, um, really the, the gamut, but there's always relationships is at the core, you know, people with depression, anxiety, marital mm-hmm. issues, uh, help with parenting, struggling teenagers. Um, and what happens is the more that I start to work with people and in anything, the more we do something, the more we start to see patterns, the more we start mm-hmm. to see repeating things and, and, and what needs to be focused on and how we could be of help to other people kind of cut through the static. 
Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So, uh, in your work and and with the people that you've worked with, uh, what would you say are some of like the the biggest patterns you've noticed uh, that lead to somebody ending up to, to in your office coming to you for help? Um, well, there's there's actually eleven patterns. You know, I I discovered that okay. something. My whole life has been a, a whole discovery of if one and one doesn't equal two, there's something else going on. And so as I was having clients that were just not responding to talk therapy, like you could present logically that they're an amazing person, but they're convinced they're defective. And there's 11 different formats of this. I'm deeply holding on to some false belief of myself. And then that impacts negatively everything else I'm dealing with. And so I found for myself personally, a, a system that said, you know, just focusing on our thinking. And uh, challenging thoughts isn't enough. We've got to look in the past. How did I become this way? How did I get this sense of self? And so I love the ideas. I adapted them. I started using them with clients and really developing it. Um, and I've blown it up into workbooks now. But there's 11 different patterns, but it's the same idea, which is, you know, the pattern, which is that I, I, I picked up certain messages about who I am based upon the experiences I had growing up. And I carry those. I hold on to them. They're deeply connected to home, nurturing, what I think is loving. Um, and that sense of self is kind of like a set of glasses that distort things. And then as I now try to interact with people, um, it's getting in the way. Like, for example, people mm -hmm. will often either be attracted to certain people as friends or partners or will, will sabotage the relationship in order to make it feel similar to the way they felt in the past, just simply because it's familiar. And so that's really what I was discovering after years of working with people. Interesting. And uh, so this this core pattern of throughout my life, I've picked up these messages and mm -hmm. that started to slowly sort of define how I view myself. Right. Uh, what would be your advice for starting to rewire that? Um, well, I mean, a, a person could either just contemplate it themselves. You know, um, um, I tell people... Um, you know, what, what are you feeling now? What, what's going, what are the dynamics? You know, like a, there's a lot of abandonment people feel, let's say, you know, I'm, I feel this person is going to leave me. And then it's like, well, is there a time you could think of in the past when you felt that way? And people start to make that connection between feelings I'm having a lot in the present and, and a childhood memory, several memories, a sense I had of the home I grew up in. And it's not about blaming parents or anything, but it's about using the wealth of experience I have in the past in order to guide and direct my present. And so that's kind of a, off the cuff way that people can start to see, Hey, there's something really going on over here of, of you know, past and present. But beyond that, I do a, a I give people a free assessment. Um, and then, um, I have workbooks for each of the particular patterns that people can get through or it becomes part of the coaching work that I do. You know, um, they have a bad day. We talk about that, or they're moving their way through those patterns, which is about more formally exploring. How did I, how did I get to think of myself in this way? How is it manifesting in relationships? How can I begin to change that work through it and break it and then start to form new, new habits and that new habit forming process um, goes so much better. So many of the great ideas out there for changing our relationships get impeded by the fact that I've got this dug in pattern, but when it's broken, mm -hmm. some of that stuff um, really flows. Would you say that it's largely uh, about sort of engaging in deep thought around that specific thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm big into this idea called thinkitation, you know, using the, using my mind. This whole process is very much about taking back my mind. You know, um, mm -hmm. it really bothers me that we learn math and science, but we never really learn life skills. One of which is like, Hey, it's my brain. I'm going to use it. 
um, how to think, how to be more present in my thoughts. And these patterns that we pick up very often dominate our thinking. You know, we'll always see the, the worst in ourselves or put ourselves down. Um, and so, so yes, contemplation um, is part of it. And, and a lot of times people just need to be aware that there's such a thing. There's a me underneath all this, all this pattern kind of noise. Um, and to begin to be, get aware of it and contemplate it, you know, or, um, I'll have people pick apart a time where they, uh, overreacted and were triggered, you know, cause it's normal to react to something someone does, but that overreaction. So there's a lot of contemplation and, um, thinking about uh, the past. I think people fear the past and I think people fear personal growth because they don't have a guide. They don't have direction. Um, mm-hmm. or they've got uh, certain notions in their mind that, you know, um, psychology is about blaming the past or blaming your parents or something, or, or they don't want to get stuck in the past. But, um, yeah, it's about contemplating. It's about using my mind, um, and, and, and asking questions and, uh, and thinking about it. But, but once you're guiding that direction of, Hey, don't believe everything you think and feel, um, it really opens up. You start questioning in your own mind and uh, become much mm-hmm. more present in your thoughts. So yeah, it is a very thought-based technique. Interesting. Interesting. Tell me a little bit about your, uh, your, your community, your Facebook group and, and, uh, it's called relationship masters. Relationship masters. Yeah. Stop attracting the wrong people. Um, I, uh, I went, I, I decided that I, I wanted to learn more marketing. I want to take the skills I've learned, the people skills, um, you know, and, uh, learn, you know, I've consumed a tremendous amount. I think that's how I found you was just other groups and other people out there and marketing ideas. And, and so the, the group itself was about, you know, under finally understanding that people will say their issue is X when really it's Y. And so I called the group one thing and I switched it to relationship masters. And, um, what we've been able to create is something awesome. It really, it borrows a lot from the group therapy experiences I have of how to, how to create a certain sense of trust, which is kind of rare social media and, and help people feel comfortable to talk more personally. Uh, it's not a therapy group, but, uh, people are discussing, people are, um, asking for help. Um, and a lot of the, the posts are, are guided towards uh, open-ended questions um, or sharing ideas that I've, I've called. And I think people like having access to somebody who is uh, out there, dynamic, professional. Um, but I, I really encourage the, the group itself to form connections. Um, as, mu- as much as I help people, I, th- I think a huge part is that people today are lonely. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're really looking for a connection, meaningful connection. And while social media could be superficial, um, it's such a massive opportunity to connect, to get to know people. Especially when you think you're the only person who has a certain problem and you post it. And a whole bunch of people jump in and say, that happened to me too. I and mean, I already went through that. And just that alone has an impact. And so that's been the focus of the group, as well as teaching people this idea of, yes, you have a relationship issue, but deeper down, it's about this, this pattern that let's help you change the glasses that you were kind of forced or brainwashed to see yourself with. And so it's very interactive, very engaging, very dynamic. And, um, I've, I've tried, I also do messaging therapy, mm-hmm. which I'm experimenting with about two or three years. I used to work for a company called Talkspace, but it's people oh, yeah, write I know Talkspace. and I sign in once a day. I use the I, I don't work for them anymore, mm-hmm. but I, you know, like I use, uh, I use Telegram Messenger. It's encrypted and people write and I, I sign in once a day and mm-hmm. respond to that whole dynamic of responding and seeing people's thought processes in the words. And I, I try to respond to as many of the comments as I possibly can. Uh, and so there's a lot of engagement and it's been a lot of fun and, and people are already growing. And that's, that, that for me makes it worthwhile. That's, that's amazing, man. What would you say is, um, who would you say is the right person to, to join that community? 
And anybody struggling with relationships and, you know, I keep dating the same person or keep having the same thing, the same friends, it's the same issue with friends. Uh, when, when you start, when it's, ha- when it's happening, and it's not just dating when we say relationships, there's a lot of relationships, family, friends, colleagues, but a person is saying, you know, what's going on here that I keep getting stuck in the same cycle? We're for you. Mm, perfect. Uh, so then... Uh, the, the group name is Relationship Masters. Uh, if you guys are interested, head over to Facebook, do a quick search, Relationship Masters. Uh, do you have a URL for it? Um, there's a bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y backslash Relationship Masters. Okay, uh, that'll get you right to the group. Perfect. And I'll make sure. And if not, you can go to my website, zalmanelson.com. And then from there, Z-A-L-M-A-N-N-E-L-S-O-N.com. And from there, there's also links to the Perfect. group. ZalmanNelson.com. Relationship Masters is the group. Zalman, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us and for uh, just being open and honest about the things that you've seen in others and the experience you've had that can help us all improve the quality of our relationships and largely our relationship to ourselves. Uh, Again, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. And I know the Leapsers got a ton of value out of this. Excellent. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Listen, if you haven't already, we are running up on the final days of promotion for my new group coaching program called Peak, where I'm going to help you build a business online from the things you care about. So if that sounds interesting to you, if you if it sounds like something you want to learn more about, head over to gregclunis.com slash apply. That's G-R-E-G-G-C-L-U-N-I-S dot com slash apply. Head over there and uh, fill out the quick application. That'll give me all the info I need and we'll see whether or not uh, it's a good fit. So gregclunis.com slash apply. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Greg Clunis. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take. Every day, every day, every day.